You eat a guy! Oh, what do you want from me, Zack? I'm a zombie! Zombies eat guys! There's just like so many things that I wish I had told her. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. You don't want to eat me, do you? Oh, no. The following episode contains spoilers. I'm like, I'm scared of you. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. And welcome to our our first sort of new series of 2023. We, we... It's the new year. It's the new year. It's the new year, man. New year, new series. New series. We kicked 2022 in the arse. Martin McDonough's done. We've we've done a McDonough. We've done McDonough. Donna's done, done McDonough. and Donna's did. Fucking hell, that was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> How you been doing, man? How's your first week of 2023 been? It's been good. I uh, kicked the flu. Um, back at work. Good shit. You're looking healthy. You no longer look like a haunted baby. It's pretty good. Now I just look like a tired adult. Yeah, you look like all of the rest of us. <laughs> stressed, <laughs> rapidly aging, middle-aged man. I'm going to take that as the compliment and love that you clearly intended. There was a lot of love in that. There was a lot of love. Yeah. There was a little bit of spice, but there was a lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, that's, that's kind of, maybe how I'm going to sum up this film. Uh, what is okay. this film, Ben? So what we're doing, Rob, is 2023 is the year where I'm going to sell you on my movies, you're going to sell me on your movies. Okay. So I decided to kick this off right. with a series on Jeff Boehner. Sorry, who? Jeff Boehner. That is pronounced correctly because after our massive fucking TikTok debacle, I've researched... So TikTok what? TikTok tockle. TikTok did. Dude, my brain is fucking frying right now. Sorry, were you saying you were pronouncing these correctly? I was trying. I was really trying. I'm not going to lie, buddy. I gave it my best shot and I fucking fell. You see how easy it is? You see how easy it is to make one mistake? Yeah. And then before dude. you know it, you've got 350,000 motherfuckers calling you out. Yeah. The only difference is, mate, is I'm not going to clip that and put it on TikTok. <laughs> you made that mistake. Just going to put that one out there. So we've researched the pronunciation Jeff Boehner series. And we're kicking off today with his directorial debut, Life After Beth. It's a zombie comedy horror kind of character analysis i guess Mm -hmm. is a good way to to sum it up i do have yeah a little synopsis and i've kept it to one sentence i found the shortest one possible that i could because to be fair mate if i'm selling you this movie Mm -hmm. i want to know your thoughts i want to know where i'm at and how much work i've got to put into this all right so i'll give you this okay yeah because this is sort of the first step in a sort of process right so you've got to figure out you've got to diagnose the issue first hundred percent this isn't going to be like oh you're sold on this movie that let's fucking you know be movies next week let's call it a day you know what i mean (laughs) i get that this is going to be like a a a process like a process I was going to start singing Touched for the very first time. <laughs> I didn't realize, I didn't know how that was going to fly. So, you know. So the synopsis I've got is a young man's recently deceased girlfriend mysteriously returns from the dead, but he slowly realizes she is not the way he remembered her. Okay. Yeah, that's a synopsis. It's a, it is a synopsis. That's the, 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 you were right. It was very much short. That's the, the yeah, Twitter that's the, synopsis. That's the Twitter bio. Oh my day. I can't fucking talk, man. The Twitter <laughs> bio. You can't. Synopsis. Right, so give me... There we go. You've written a synopsis Lovely. on this. So give me your synopsis so I know where I'm at. 
Well, I yeah, okay. So let's have a synopsis. More, it's it is a description of the film. Perfect. That's all I need. It's this film is a corner shop sandwich. I. I'm unhappy with how this started, but I've got faith that it's going to get better. So go on. By which I mean, if 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 you're hungry for a film, right, it will fill you up, <laughs> okay. right. Okay. But there's not that much interesting filling. A lot of there's like a there's right. a dry corner where they've not really done the butter all the way. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. sort of run out of filling in that corner. Yeah, there's a wet corner where the tomato sort of leaked its juice all over the place because it's been there and for I, a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's no, been I there for you. a week. This is a 2014, almost universally forgotten horror comedy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Starring yeah. the guy that played Green Goblin in those yeah. Spider-Man movies that no one remembered. Um, <laughs> great actor, great actor. We all love a bit of Dane, mate. Great actor. Dane DeHaan is a great actor, but I would argue he's not the most memorable of actors. Aubrey Plaza, very memorable actress, but. Okay. Not necessarily for her acting prowess. Can I just make a can I just make a tiny observation though? Mm. Dane DeHaan not being memorable. Do you mean his he's not memorable in his roles or that he's not memorable full stop? I mean I'm sure he's a lovely man. I'm sure if I were to meet him, I would remember that encounter. Okay. I just mean his the roles that he's been provided by Hollywood All right. are not exactly like hit stuff he can get his teeth into. Ironically enough with this film. Because I, I have a thought on this and I've, been, right. I've, I've had this thought for a couple of years and it's what makes Gary Oldman one of the greatest actors that has ever existed. It's that he disappears into his he role. He is in everything and you just yeah, yeah. forget that he is in everything until yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. something completely fucking random. You go, oh shit, it's Gary Oldman. I don't think Dane DeHaan does that. I think I, think, I kind of think he does. Mm, not, to the, not to the same extent as yeah, Gary Oldman. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm, I was going to say. I'm not fucking delusional. But I think Dane DeHaan has got a similar talent Mm-hmm. Maybe not utilized as well. Well, here's it. Here, okay, here's this. Dane DeHaan and mm-hmm. Gary Oldman yes. have both been in a Luc Besson film. Name okay. the Luc Besson film that Gary Oldman was I can't in. Can't name you a Fifth Element. Oh, okay. Gary Oldman. Great. Gary Oldman is in the Fifth Element. He plays fucking. He's the main oh, villain. Fuck yeah, of course he is. <laughs> There's my fucking point. There's my point. That's point proven. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dane DeHaan has also been in a Luc Besson film. Which one? Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I've never even heard of that film, if I'm honest with you. And, and there's my point proven. <laughs> I don't think that's Dane DeHaan's fault, though. You know I'm not I mean? blaming him. I'm All just right, saying dude. it's, All you know, right. yeah. I, so, I yeah, get so your point, though. I get your point. My, my review of this is it is a corner shop sandwich. It'll fill you up. All right. And when I started this film, I was hungry enough for a film that yeah. I was like, oh, mm, nom, 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 nom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ham and cheese. I'd forgotten that that was a yeah. that was a thing that I enjoyed. All right, by the chef. end of it, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end of it, I was like, oh fucking hell! Um, do I want to eat? Do I want to eat the rest of this? Yeah, I get where you come from. All right, so what you're saying is, I've got a little bit of work, right? You got a little bit of work. I got a little bit of work. This is a very slight film. Do you yeah, know it's what I mean? Fine, man. We're, there's four more Jeff Boehner movies after this that we're going to be getting into. So, what did you get from? life after beth like what was your what okay, was your initial so takeaway from this movie there's a there's a clear allegory isn't there of um well, this is interesting he breaks up with her before the film even starts right the relationship she leaves is dead. him she leaves him she leaves him yeah right. before she dies but but the relationship has has fucking taken a romantic bath with a toaster long before the film yeah, yeah, starts yeah. yeah and and then she dies sort of mid or just just following that breakup and mm-hmm. we we join the characters which the film starts at her funeral and uh, Zach, the character that Dane DeHaan plays, is feeling all mopey and fucking emo goth boy about it. He's got the fringe for it and everything. 
and he's... I'm, I'm sorry, is this coming from you? Little goth boy <laughs> sitting in a t-shirt that's literally... Your t-shirt says post-punk. Yes. Nothing else. You're... You are so Zach. It's unfucking believable. How dare you? How dare I have, you? I have only ever restarted a dead relationship four or five times. <laughs> you, that's rookie but, numbers, man. You need to you need to bump yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. up. You know. So, <laughs> but but that's that's essentially what this movie is about. It's about a relationship has died. In this case, literally. Yep. And in this case, literally comes back to life. Where it's about the metaphorical. Yeah. You've thrown a relationship away. You've th- not thrown a person away, but it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's come to the end of its natural life. And for whatever reasons, you sort of artificially bring it back. And we've all been there where you sort of... We've all been to a place where the fucking... Maybe this this time it will be different. Exactly. And that first week is fuck the best. Oh, because it's just, always that thing of like, you've not been laid for six months and then you do it again with somebody who knows exactly how to do it. Because they had a few years teaching, you know. And you're like, wow, <laughs> this is new and exciting again. And they're, oh, it's brilliant. And then, like, you're lying in bed next to them and they're like, fuck, they still breathe like that. Yeah, I, I, don't, know, I don't know why this happens, but it's part of the human condition where when something mm. ends, whether it's abruptly or messily or whatever it is, when something ends and it is no longer mm-hmm. a part of your life or a part of your routine that, you, you, that you're used to, you only yeah. remember the good shit yeah, you never remember like the fucking mm-hmm. the horrible, horrible times. You just remember. Oh, do you remember how lovely that one day mm-hmm. was in that one year where the other three hundred and sixty-four would nothing but stress? <laughs> but that one day was lovely. <laughs> I'm sure this is why restaurant food mm-hmm. uh, is so delicious because it gets taken away when you've had enough, and then you oh. go. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. Whereas in in the house, it's just in the kitchen. You can go and have the potato if you want. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel okay. like you're right. It's that human condition. You take it off the table, and it's like I want it back. Yeah, you will never. <laughs> it's like it's like eat. that's a fucking great one, man. Because there was there was a time when I used to live in another town, and I mm. went to a little Italian restaurant. Unbeknownst mm. to me, it was on its ass. It was about to close its doors, <laughs> right? And I walked yeah. through these doors, and I ordered just the the straight the most straightforward thing you can order from like a little italian restaurant carbonara spaghetti carbonara yes. yeah 100% do you know why it's the easiest dish to fuck up <laughs> you can judge yeah. an italian restaurant on their carbonara yeah. because it's so easy to mess up and so mm-hmm. fucking hard to get like genuinely good and they paired it with this beautiful white wine and it was mm-hmm. just the experience the atmosphere just everything about it the wait staff were lovely the owners of the restaurant came out and asked me exactly how it was going it was fucking perfect and one week later I go to this little Italian restaurant, the exact same time, and it's shut. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're closed today, you know, for whatever reason. Rob, yeah. they never opened their doors yeah. ever again. They never did. No. And, and that's, why you've, that's why you've sort of sanctified this carbonara. Yeah. Because I would argue if they opened again with the same chef yep. and the same ingredients, and you yep. went back and you had it, you'd be like, what is this Findus yeah. Iceland level exactly. bullshit carbonara that why I've have been given? You, why have you just emptied a Findus <laughs> crispy pancake onto some spaghetti yeah, yeah. hoops in front of me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's no, the it's, unavailability of it that makes it alluring. That's and I think exactly that's what the thing is. with a relationship. That's what it is with your relationship aspect. It's the unavailability yeah, yeah. of it. It's the fact that you will never, ever get the chance to, to like savor that moment mm. ever again. Yeah. And a lot of the time as well, I think. There's that age-old phrase of, like, you don't know you're living the good days until they're gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that rings true. Because if you look at, I don't 100%. know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the new remastered not, one, but okay. compared to the original <laughs> one, the original one, amazing. 
You know what I mean? You come home from school. Oh, I'll, I'll take your word from it. You turn your Xbox on and you scream at strangers at the top of your lungs until you physically lose your voice. Right? <laughs> now... I'll take your word for it. There's all like code of conduct. It's all fucking like all fancy schmancy. All right, Mr. Toxic. And I'm in my 30s. You know what I mean? So I'm going up against 12-year-olds mm. that have been sniffing lines of Adderall that have like fucking reaction times. My reaction time at the moment is between five and nine seconds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I, so 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 for me it was it was a case of that allegory was great you know he's mm-hmm. he's suddenly finds himself in a situation where uh, the thing that he wanted the most which was his yep. relationship back is back yeah but in the in the fiction of the film she, you know she is a zombie literally a zombie she has risen from the fucking dead yeah yeah she's got the big old snake bite wound in her leg and she's a little bit dopier than she used to be and. Over t- over the time of the film, it begins to go more and more wrong, and mm-hmm. it becomes more and more toxic. The things they argue about become pettier and pettier. Yep. Uh, she begins to make less rational sense, and that's basically exactly what anyone does in a in a in a sort of restarted relationship. Is you've got all those dreams of like, oh, it's great, we're going to do this forever. We should never have thrown it away. And then yeah. like two bites in, you're like, I remember why. Like yeah, this was yeah. too salty and too greasy all along. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you should have gone for just something. And that's the thing. You've got the um, later in the film, he goes to a cafe and tries to sort of. He gets talking to this sort of disgusting H.R. Geiger uh, tooth monster that he used to go to school with. That his H.R. Geiger likes. tooth monster. I, yeah, Rob, um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> preface this now, right? If you, Anna Kendrick. Oh my god, I fucking <laughs> I fucking hate you so much, right? I knew that this would come mm-hmm. up, right? I know mm-hmm. I know exactly how you feel about Anna Kendrick. And I mm-hmm. think you know how I feel about Anna Kendrick. So Yeah. You have a big old boy crush. It's not a big old boy crush. A pair of teeth with a face stuck in it. You know when someone's got like a bit of parsley in their teeth? Anna Kendrick has a face. Around her teeth, I fucking hate all of this. Anna Kendrick's a great actor, and she's not a fucking great. Actor. She she's a got great one actor. move. She's an exasperated. Do you know what this is, Rob? What? Can you hop back down off that bandwagon, please, sir? Because mm. I'm about to be brave. I'm about to take a stance. All right. <laughs> Anna Kendrick oh, okay. is a good mm. actor. Really, she's a good actor. I have proof that. Do you know what? I I fucking knew that this was going to come up. I'm so unbelievably angry right now. I'm sorry. I need to take a moment. Right. <laughs> yeah. take a breath. I dislike an actress you've got a crush I, on. That's all that's happened. It, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. You called her a fucking HR Geiger tooth monster, and that confused yes. me until I realized the scene that you're on about yeah, yeah. was Anna Kendrick. I think it's an unfair <laughs> assessment of her. I've right. I prepped for this because I knew that this was going to come up. I made a list right. of good films. That Anna Kendrick mm. is a part of. And I'm going to say that they're good films and she contributes mm. to them being good films because okay. she's a good actor. Right. You ready for this? I actually wrote this down in a notepad and pen because I'm like, mm. this is like my homework, mate. Right. Stowaway. Not seen it. Great sci fi movie. The Accountant. That's a fucking dog shit film. What are you talking about? Oh, it's fun, though. It's not fun. It's I'd rather fun. Tongue- I would rather tongue clean a tramp's foreskin paste. Than watch on the- I mean, again? <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That's fun. Haven't seen it. Adam Devine from what? The singer, singer of Maroon Five. <laughs> What's his name? 
He's the singer of Maroon 5, the one with all the dirty texts. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's I got might... zero game. Hold on, hold on. I might be thinking of the wrong dude. <laughs> Professional. No, I'm pretty sure it's him. Everyone's there. It is. I've just purposefully confused you for the sake of comedy. Oh, I hate You're you. You're thinking of Adam Levine. Yeah, I am. He's the singer of Maroon 5 who's got no, who's got no text game. Right, yeah, yeah. I saw those texts. They're horrendous. Did I say Devine <laughs> no, really or Levine? You said Davine. Fuck me, mate. All right. So all my confidence is shut now. So I'm just going to carry on with this list. All right. Sorry. Anna Kendrick. Sure. The the unseasoned chicken of the act. Unseasoned chicken. Get in the bit. She's a microwave bit of unseasoned chicken. She's hot in places, but never interesting. That is a brutal. No. That is brutal. I mean, fucking, that's an incredible put down. But fuck, I don't think she deserves that at all. Holy I shit. I don't think anyone does. No, fuck me, man. That was. Uh, I came from a place I hurt. Does she owe you money? Like, what's going on with this? <laughs> Rapture Palooza. She's in with Craig Robinson. That's a fun film. I'll take your word from... Drinking Buddies? Are these all films that other people have seen, or are these films that yeah. only you have seen? That's... <laughs> are, uh, you, are you 100% of the viewing figures for these films? I nearly said Olivia Colman, then. I, it's an Olivia Wilde movie. But... <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Colman is, without a doubt, yeah. one of my favourite actresses, and the fact you got her confused with Olivia Wilde... I know, it's because is... I've been watching tons of stuff with Olivia Colman recently. I've been doing some mm. research for... Uh, it's a surprise that I want to do this year, but I've been researching it. Shut up. I'm going to okay, spoil it. Fine. End of Watch. Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a fucking great film. Yeah, you go. She's in that. Barely. She's in it, though. She, oh, she's in that in the way that, like... Twilight? I Okay, I have to defend the Twilight. Right. Because I, cause I think the hatred that they got was a misogynist thing rather than a cultural thing. They're bad, they're bad films. They're bad films. But I feel like to hate on them is, is kind of anti-female because they were primarily liked by teenage girls. Right. And therefore it was cool to shit on them. There you go, and buddy. See? Are you going to shit on them because it's cool? I'm going to shit on them because like, they're bad films. Yeah, you're looking like you're stepping down off that bandwagon now. 50-50. Scott Pilgrim. 50-50 and Scott Pilgrim. You could have just started with those. Oh, yeah, yeah. And no, we'd no, have no. been five, I had to been build five minutes in the past. Yeah, I had to build it up, though, because you need to get these insults out, because now this is going to make you feel mm. bad about those insults, is what I'm hoping. I don't think it will. Yeah. Up in the Air? It's a very dull film, Up in the Air. The Voices? Ryan Reynolds? Serial killer? Are we just? Is this just welcome to listing films with with Ben Gross and? Rob? How do you not like the voices? You like Airbud? This is a fucking. It's got talking dog in it. I like I like Airbud and a talking cat and the cat's Scottish. Okay, I mean you're selling me on it. I've yeah, not seen exactly. it. So. <laughs> well, good. Well, there you go. No, well, you now t- we got the fucking Anna Kendrick thing out of the way, and I've yeah. made my point and I've defended her with how many? Twelve. Uh, but however many it was it was about eight too many <laughs> yeah it was like a third of the imdb page because a lot of it was shit <laughs> i'm not gonna lie she's in some fucking god-awful movies all the pitch perfects shit mm-hmm. all the trolls shit she's not in troll what troll 2 with nil uh, you know that you know the little pencil topper trolls i can't remember the oh, name of the she's full in film trolls the movie with justin timberlake not yeah, troll the the horror movie no 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 <laughs> not troll the fun movie troll the fucking <laughs> pencil toppers that got their own cinematic universe for some reason <laughs> <laughs> hey man if airbud can have a cinematic universe trolls can have a cinematic Airbud's a talking dog that's fucking awesome i get that a pencil topper <laughs> emoji's got us uh uh their own cinematic universe yeah, see, i think we're we're we're, we're beyond that fucking angry birds got two films Speaking of cinematic universes, can I just very briefly take an aside, a tangent, if you will, a sure. derail? Sure. You know, Twister is getting a sequel. Yeah. Do you know they've called it Twisters? Like <laughs> alien, aliens. Nice. 
So I think we might have correctly predicted. You know, when you were like, this time there's two of them, and one of them's a good guy, and one of them's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might have called that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm going to call uh, Twister Three. Um, they're in a prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the three, the the E of Twister is a tiny three exactly. that makes it look like it's cute. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Maybe, maybe the sequel to Twister, Twisters, yeah, is uh, like a sort of retelling of a Vietnam story where these gung ho Marines go to fuck some shit up in the jungle, mm-hmm. not expecting the Twister. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> they go to fight the Viet Cong and they end up fighting Mother Nature. Oh, I'd get away that, from you know? her, you bitch! Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking sign me up for that, man. I'm dead in for that. Uh, but you know that that's going to be part of my series of selling you the, my movies, right? And it sounds like you're already sold, mate. It sounds like you're already yeah, sold. Yeah, so yeah, job yeah. done. Yeah. That's going to be an easy one. Five minute episode. Were you rating it? <laughs> Ten. Bang in. See you later. What, on the wind scale? <laughs> <laughs> on the wind force scale. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So you were going on about Anna Kendrick. H.R. Geiger in the diner, something about teeth. It was very oh, offensive. That, that point's fully gone. All right, but good essentially, stuff. essentially, yeah, it's a dead relationship. He should have moved on to the tooth monster. All right, I'm going to go. And eventually does. I'm going to build on that a little bit because you are 100% right. There's that whole thing. But I think the thing that makes it a little bit more, I think the reason that Zach puts up with the amount of shit that he does and he goes as far as he does is because it's not just a breakup or a dead relationship. It's, it's a right. permanent it's a permanent end immediately after the breakup. So there's no right, yeah, there's yeah. no talking it out. There's no making amends. There's no clearing your conscience. There's no fucking... Not maybe... I, I mean, even let's say in like an ideal world, maybe it wouldn't have even been like a reconciliation or anything like this. But he would have had the chance to at least say his piece. Yeah, yeah. But all yeah, of yeah. that has gone away completely. Yeah. But that's a really fucking good point though, man. I'm glad... Obviously, it's sort of like, you know, mm. it's very... Very much on the surface for what it's it is. It's not exactly subtext, is it? It's, it's not it's, subtext as much. I mean, when it, if you're it's, like, watch... it's like the little submarine toy in the bath level of subtext. Yeah, it's yeah. hardly fucking das boot of like, whoa, yeah, yeah. where'd you pull that out of? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it, it, Great insight, hit... buddy. No yeah. one saw that one coming. <laughs> you, you picked up on the point the film sledgehammers you with repeatedly yeah, in Acts yeah. 1 and 2 before running out of steam in Act 3. You must have read <laughs> the back of the DVD to get that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so... I can appreciate that. And I think like I've got a bit of work to do to get you sold on Jeff Boehner and this movie yeah. in particular. I had a few. I'm going to I'm going to build on your point a little bit because it is it, it is very much that. But I also think that there's an element with the parents. There's a weird there's a whole bunch of weird stuff with the parents because there is there the, is the dad played by John C. Riley is really unwilling to see any fault in Beth's behavior whatsoever. Yes. Like neither of the parents are. They, they completely yeah. place her on this like pedestal of, of course, sainthood man. where everything she does is fine and has to be worked around. What was the last thing that she said to her dad? Stop being so annoying. Yeah. What was God, the last dad, thing that he annoying. said to her? Go to the dentist. Go to the dentist. That's the full stop. That's the end of the road mm. that he had with his daughter. And no, no parents should die before the child. You know what I mean? It's, some, yeah, it's totally. horribly unfortunate that it does happen. But from a parent's point of view, mm. your child has died. And the last thing you said to them was... And all of a sudden, to... the last thing you said to them was go to the fucking dentist. <laughs> or... Anna Kendrick. She doesn't need to. She doesn't uh, it, need takes to. A te- it takes a team of dentists to maintain that front. Well, with a smile that magical... Team. I'd expect it. I'd expect smile it. Smile that magical. It's a fucking landmass. I'm surprised it's not been invaded for fucking space. That anyway. smile can literally brighten up anyone's day. Even yours. Yeah. yeah not yeah. emotionally. 
Literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally. See that? I'm, I'm surprised she doesn't have moths flying into her every time she smiles. No. How many? Uh, Just uh, on social, great how many positivity moths has, and incredible moths film has... roles. They're the only moths that fly towards <laughs> that light. Anyway, less on Anna Kendrick because we're going to end up arguing and it's going to get weird. It's not going to get weird. <laughs> I might get weird. You'll get weird. I'll get weird. Um, all right. So with that in mind, Beth, I think Beth's an allegory for uh, grief. I think the whole, okay. the whole film is an allegory for dealing with, with this sudden loss of a loved one. So not necessarily just the relationship aspect, but from a parental point of view as well. Um, right. Beth dies. Everyone around her is struggling. You see in the funeral, like her parents and Zach are all struggling to get through it. They, they hang out after. They, they're sorting out all of her stuff. They're reminiscing. Yeah. It's all very you know, heartfelt and, and lovely and loving. And they're going through the same thing so they can share this journey together, right? Yeah, of course. But then all of a sudden she's back. It, it sort of pulls them together. Yeah, it's a, it's know, a bonding the, the... experience. It's a fucked up bonding experience, but it, yeah, yeah. it's a bonding, it's like a bind between they come them. Toge- they come together in a time of grief exactly. and are, are a closer unit. They're able to support each other. Uh, than they were when she was around. Exactly. Yeah. And now Beth's back. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the heartbroken parents are trying to explain away this ridiculous situation of <laughs> their zombie child. Yeah, yeah. They, ex- that's it. They explain it away as a miracle and they try and justify it with things like maybe the snake venom just made her seem dead for a bit. Mm. Maybe it wasn't a permanent thing. Maybe it was one. Because you see those movies where like they can drink something or they take like a pill or something. It stops their heart for a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'll take your word on that one. (laughs) The only Romeo and Juliet that I've ever seen was in school and we studied the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and I fucking despised every second of it. Great film. Awful film. I love, I love the Awful. way that we, we talked about Call of Duty earlier, and I was like, I'll take your word for it. And then I talk about Romeo and Juliet, and you're like, I'll take your word. That's us in a nutshell, isn't it? That's literally what this series is yeah. about. Talk to me about fucking, I don't know, <laughs> some stupid games that have just come out, and I can talk to you about classic literature. See? We balance each other out. You are the yin to my yang. 100%. So the parents have now got their Beth back, which means that they have a chance to continue their parenting journey, mm-hmm. to not have go to the dentist be the last <laughs> thing that they say to them. So yeah. now this is where the, uh, where John C. Riley and Molly Shannon come in to just accepting all of her behavior as, as a miracle, as something oh, special. Suppose, yeah. Cause they're not willing to be sort of like, you have to do this mm. because if that's the next full stop, they're like, fuck, I had a second chance and I still fucking told her to do a bunch of shit. And now she's dead again. I'm oh, fucked. Fuck yeah, they've seen the fragility of what it is exactly. they have and they're unwilling to do anything to exactly. possibly endanger it. They have gone so Which far course... in the other direction that now they're just completely fine. It's yeah. so much so that it's to a horrendous fault because uh, towards the end of the movie, this is spoilers, by the way, to the end of the movie, Beth ends up... There's a tag at the front. Yeah, okay. Beth kills her father mm-hmm. and is somehow now <laughs> strapped to an oven and her mother, Molly Shannon, who is one of the fucking, an incredible actor, by the way. Molly Shannon, her mother, is cutting off her own fingers to feed her daughter <laughs> because she's still like, my miracle is back. Mm-hmm. I need to help her and do oh what God. I can for her. So he was literally sacrificing it's herself. So dark. Exactly. This is why so I dark. this fucking horror <laughs> comedy for you because it has these elements, <laughs> these little nuggets of that is so fucked up. Mm. And now you've got Zach who has a second chance to right his wrongs, to fix their broken relationship, except for that he doesn't. Because he, no. she doesn't remember. No. 
the breakup. While they were fighting. She doesn't remember no. the arguments, so he doesn't have the chance to right the wrongs because there are no wrongs to be righted <laughs> because the full stop sort of erased the last fucking little chunk yeah. of time. So he's kind of in this bit where he's like, "Oh, I need to clean my conscience, but I can't through conversation. I can't talk to her about- yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't talk to you about this. I can't even yeah. tell. Her- cannot- he can't even tell her that she's dead. Right? Again, going back to that thing of when you sort of restart a relationship, you feel like you can't." You can't talk about the time you weren't together. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's like forbidden. Oh, yeah. You so the time that Beth that was dead, John C. Riley yeah, is like, yeah. you do not fucking tell her that she died. You do not no. tell her that she came back as a zombie. You, you keep your fucking mouth shut. Mm-hmm. When she says she has a test tomorrow and she's stuck in this little loop, mm-hmm. you agree with her. Do the revision, hang out in the attic, stay the fucking doors. You know what I mean? Do you not? Do you not? Do you not kind of see Zach as being a bit selfish, though? 100%. Like, Everyone in this film there's... is, they're all selfish. All of them. There's a, yeah, there's a there's a weird sort of undercurrent of um, none. None of it is for Beth's benefit. What, none, exactly right. All no. of what they're doing is no for no one else other than themselves. Yeah, and he's yes. basically he wants her to be the kind of girlfriend that he had in his head. Exactly, this sort of ideal that he's exactly. invented. Yes, and when she doesn't conform to that, he, they break up. And then when she comes back and still doesn't conform to it admittedly for horrific reasons. Yeah. He makes it about him. And there's a really fascinating bit that sort of made me want to rewatch the film, which is when okay. she dies. Yeah. Uh when she's dead again and he goes to the grave of the dad. Yeah. And he goes to the, her grave and he places a chess piece on one of the graves. He does. And it's a white knight. It is <laughs> a white like, knight. Oh. Yeah. Maybe maybe Beth isn't the villain that she's framed it. I mean, she exactly. is a fucking flesh-eating zombie. Yeah, she's a zombie. And she she's eats not, people. She's not a villain, though. But I she's don't... not morally a villain. No, she's not. She has no say in the matter. No. So it's a bit rapey at one point. Yeah, that's a bit much. But <laughs> that's a bit... That's a bit... Gender flip that one and it's like Gender flip that one and you're cancelled on Twitter before the fucking film's <laughs> over. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> people in this cinema will cancel you IRL, like, real time. Um, but yeah, so Beth being the, the, like, allegory for grief, it's not about her in the slightest. She's made out... She's used in a way that people can mm. get the closure that they don't get when they lose a loved one. Which I yeah. think is both beautiful and harrowing at the same time. Yeah. it's She's used as, like, a sort of grief rag. Yeah. Everyone's just unloading their grief into it and then leaving it crumpled up yeah, at the it's bottom a, of the It's a way of and... avoiding your grief. It's a way of avoiding yeah. it completely. You can you can literally feed your grief to avoid it, mm. which is what Marley Shannon does with her own <laughs> literal fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, so all in all, this is a film exploring the sub- sudden loss of a loved one, trying to deal mm-hmm. with the fucking enormous tragedy and the fallout that comes with that. And this is where the zombie apocalypse comes from. Mm. They're trying to deal with their grief. Because the sudden death of Beth means the world has just fallen out of kilter. Everything is coming yeah. to an end. The zombie apocalypse starts, right? Yeah. The second that Zach gets closure and yeah. cleans his conscience and says his piece and does what he needs to do, the zombie apocalypse is over. Yeah, you know where that He's is. He's looked grief in the face. He's dealt with his grief. Okay. He's been able to sort of go back and revisit the times where he thought to, to see what he thought he wanted. Okay, okay, wasn't what he wanted. It was him being selfish and that he needed to let it die. Okay, okay, that's a fascinating take, driven by you know what's in the script and the subtext, the primary text. Sure, all sorts of things point to that explanation. That sure, when he deals with his grief, 
yeah. the, the, the events that cause the zombie apocalypse end. Or, mm-hmm. as I was watching it, I was like, everything this motherfucker wants, he gets. Okay. Dead girlfriend, I want her back. She's back. Oh, my brother doesn't respect me. He gets his brother to respect him. Okay. Oh, I want to. I want to date that tooth monster. He ends up with the movie dating the tooth monster. It's fucking. I think. I, hate I you. think. <laughs> I think Dane DeHaan is playing some sort of multiversal reality distorting <laughs> Scarlet Witch <laughs> who just fucking <laughs> Wonder Visions his way into getting whatever the fuck he wants. Now, I, <laughs> I would argue. That is not in any way supported by the material. <laughs> oh, my God, in this like movie you're... is Elizabeth Olsen. Is she the Queen Goblet? <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine Elizabeth Ol- Olsen is the Green Goblin? <laughs> She'd be all right, you know. She'd be pretty good. Do you know who would make a really good Green Goblin? Because she's such a good actor. Anna Kendrick. Green Goblin? <laughs> Dude, sorry, I'm, no. cry- I'm literally crying. That Fuck was... you, Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> Anna Kendrick's one move. You all right? You're getting it wrong. You do it at the beginning of sentences. Your impression. You do the whole <laughs> at the beginning of sentences. She does it at mm-hmm. the end. She's always like, "Oh my god!" Oh, it's at the end. Watch more Anna Kendrick. If you're gonna shit on I... it, at least know mm. what you're sitting on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Lower the bar on that one. I dare you. <laughs> I want that on. A, I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's the first bit of merch. If you're gonna shit on her, yeah. at least know who you're shitting on. Yeah, if you're gonna ben shit, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first bit of merch sorted. All right, look out. We'll uh, we'll be selling that on a t-shirt soon. I'm curious to know what you rate this film. I'm gonna rate this film a seven, and I'm gonna rate it a seven because I it's I've watched this three times in prep for this episode, and I really I there is not a moment where I'm like, oh god. I just, I need it to, mm-hmm. to get to the end now. You know what I mean? It's just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where you can get something from it, but you don't necessarily have to engage your full brain because it's written in a very delicate way Yeah, that it can just be taken as a goofy horror comedy. And it's really fun to yeah. just have a surface horror comedy with a weird take on zombies. It's fun. Yeah. But then you can look more into it. And you, if, you're, if you're in like a, a slightly lesser mood, mm-hmm. you start looking at how people are dealing with grief. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair. The fair. most important point fair. for this, though, and the reason that I rate it a seven is because all in all, this whole film just inspires me to live more in the moment, make sure I tell people exactly what I want to tell them, make the memories I want to make whilst I have the chance. What if they do need to go to the dentist, though? I'll take him to the dentist. That's a memory I'm willing to make. With this right, though. So I'm going to tell you now, because I feel like... Mm. If you were to die suddenly tomorrow, and I hadn't said this, mm-hmm. I would be praying for a zombie apocalypse where you turn into a psycho and I would feed you my fingers. So I'm going to say this now. I fucking Aww. love you, buddy. You've saved my life I multiple too, times bud. over the last year. And you really are one of the most important people that's ever existed to me. Oh, babe. There you go. I feel This is why I'm rating it a seven. I feel really bad about not only my rating, but also my film choice next week. Mate, I've had this, I've had this written down this entire episode. I've been waiting for this moment. Oh. Yeah, you think that this is a lovely moment. This is just, this is pure satisfaction on my end. <laughs> <laughs> this is just you finishing a list. And yeah, I'm done. Oh, I'm breathe. Oh, I can relax yeah, yeah. now. Right, let's do a podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you rating it? I'm rating it a four and a half. Okay. I mean, that's not terrible. All right. It's, do you know what? If, if somebody said, should I watch Life After Beth? Mm. I'd go, eh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't 
avo- make somebody avoid watching right. it. If somebody said, I'm going to watch Life After Beth, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, turn it off now. It's awful. You'd condone it. I'd condone it. Yeah, I would. You wouldn't, you wouldn't discourage it, but you wouldn't encourage it. Yeah. You would just say, yes, that is a film. Yeah. I'd be like a non-pedo priest. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'd be like the current Pope. Never actually done it, but still moves still a few part out. of the gang. I'm sure. We've all seen three billboards. That's yeah, exactly. Join the gang. He's, part, he's the fucking head of the gang, man. You know what your gang members are doing. You need to be held accountable for that shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So yeah, I, I, I would condone this all film. Right. You know, it's not in that whole like, oh my God, what are you doing? Turn it off. If somebody said, is it worth a watch? I'd disagree with you. I'd go, wow. Do you know, like I said, it's a corner shop sure. sandwich. If you're really hungry for a zombie horror comedy, this will fill you up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you going to be talking about it as, I went to this one Italian place and they made this great fucking no carbonara. carbonara? I'll tell you no. that. It is, no, it's not that. That carbonara was a fat. Neither thing. is it a giant bowl of someone else's stinky tonsil stones that it's you not. just have to sit and chew through. That's the worst image that you've ever said. Oh. Why? Oh, I'm genuinely. Oh, you have never offended me ever. Mm. That is genuinely. I'm going all 2022 about this. That's offended me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad. I'm glad we got, glad we got that out of the way. All right. Are you ready for next week's film? I'm excited for this man because I know that that this being Jeff Bainer's debut, I know that he gets better. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is, I want to know how far, how far I can go with the comedy aspect of this, the Americanized comedy aspect of it, and I want to know how far I can get with the sort of rom cominess that I know is coming up. Yeah. So here's the thing: I'm a weird one because at a certain, if it's really good, mm-hmm. I don't care. Good. Like. I, That's... unironically, at the time when Bridesmaids came out, mm-hmm. fucking adored that film. Incredible movie. Because it was hilarious. Incredible film. Rewatching it lately, it's lost a bit of its shine because comedy sort of moved on. Yeah, of like course. It's become the norm now. But when it came out, fuck me, that was a fresh as fuck. Incredible. Um, I still enjoy that movie because of that reason, though. It yeah. gives me that little bit of nostalgia. There's, like, Melissa McCarthy movies, for some reason, mm-hmm. just punch me right in the funny bone. The Heat with her and Sandra Bone. It's fucking hilarious. I, I'm literally, Melissa McCarthy is, like, the, you know, the one on the pedestal. Yeah. The 10 out of 10. Because no matter what she does. Except. I watched Tammy except the Except sometime. Right. But here's my point. Tammy didn't enjoy. Are you joking? Right. And I, I don't know why. It just didn't. It just didn't. I was like, it, by that point, I, I, it was predictable. And if my if Kathy Bates, it was predictable. Lesbian Kathy Bates telling the world that she prefers the term libesian. I cried <laughs> okay, with no, laughter. Okay. At that. Like, I will never not laugh at Tammy. Okay, Tammy's yeah. one of the worst films that exist. I'm not defending it. Wait, 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 wait. Am I thinking of Tammy or am I thinking of Identity Thief? Identity Thief is with Jason Bateman. I know way too much yeah. about Melissa McCarthy movies. This you is really a weird do. thing to. Oh, I just tapped into this one. I've, I found a little bit of your search history in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> My IMDb Pro is just Melissa McCarthy headshots. Like, <laughs> oh, IMDb Pro is it? Yeah, I thought it was the Orange website, but okay. I can't get into those um, films, man. I keep telling you the story loses me. He's not even fixed the tap. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> Who does fix the plumbing in the end? Because it looks like he did no work there. I mean, he looked quite out of breath by the end of it. It looked like he did quite a lot. Did the wrong fucking job, though. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, in answer to your question, I am looking forward to next week. What are we doing next week? We are doing um, 
Well, you're kind of easing me in, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start you at the, the shallow end and sort of work my way up. Jeff Bain is relatively like easy watching compared yeah, yeah. to what we're going to get to. I'm, I'm going the opposite route. <laughs> Fantastic. I am tying your hands together. Excellent. Putting stones in your pockets yep. and throwing you in the river and going, well, you'll either swim or you won't. Shall I take the stones I have in my pockets already out so that you can put your stones yeah. in? Yeah, okay. yeah. You need Fresh room. stones. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I've put stones in your pocket to weigh you down to make it harder to swim. Mm. You just like stones. You go, oh, that's shiny. I'll keep that. Yeah. This one might be lucky. I unironically have a, a stone collection. I've got two seashells yeah. sitting in front of me right now. Let's have a look. This is useless to you, dear listener, but I can tell you right yeah, now, this is they are to you, but pretty seashells. And I know why he's got Look them. at that. It's pink and shit. They are beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm throwing you in the deep end. Okay. And we are going to do a film about a concrete engineer... Excellent. Driving down the motorway at night, Jesus, taking calls on his hands free, <laughs> and at no point <laughs> does the film leave the car. This isn't a buried with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, this isn't okay. a phone booth. No. This isn't Speed, where they get off the bus in Act Three. No, Speed was a fun film. This sounds riveting. <laughs> concrete engineer that's just driving. So what's the, the elements of this film that I've got to look forward to? A concrete engineer in traffic mm-hmm. and endless phone calls. All three of those yeah. things are. Uh, they sound uh, yeah. painful to me. Yes, and when I tell you, they sounded painful to me too, mm-hmm. but I watched it and was pleasantly surprised nonetheless. I think I think we might be on to a winner. And if we're not, I'll know more about what to avoid. Okay. No, I'm I'm All excited right. about this. I'm excited. I'm going to I'm going to get into it. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to get going. Beautiful. Dear listener, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Um, please feel free to correct us on the pronunciations again because this has been a barrel of laughs. It's been super fun watching Rob get roasted by thousands of people. <laughs> Can I just say, as a man who had uh, on, I think my third mental breakdown in 2022. Yeah, it's my third one. We had a few. Sort of re- restarting my life, having chucked myself out of a window. Whatever you did, Spider Man out of a fucking hotel window. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was fantastic. I'm very, I'm very glad that I decided to put something of myself on the internet because everyone has been so lovely yeah. about 100%. my grammatical mistakes yeah, 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 yeah. my mispronunciation it's good, my man. nationality it's been yeah it's been a really smooth easy ride hey rob in, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if you don't get more <laughs> that's gonna make sense to one person or one person only but fuck me that's the best comment i've ever read <sighs> Thank you so fucking much for being here, guys. We love and appreciate each and every one of you more than you will ever know. Join the fucking Discord. Follow us on Instagram. Look out for the t-shirt. If you're going to shit on her, at least know who you're shitting on. And most importantly of all, consume. Consume. I don't know if I'm harmonizing because when you do this, my headphones cut out for some reason and I can't gauge on when you've started or when you've stopped. Judging by how red you'll go to the face... Guessing you're still going, still going, and we're gone. <laughs> you're still going. What the fuck, man? <gasps> fuck it out. Okay. Hey guys, just a quick thanks for listening. We recorded this last night, and while we were prepping it for a release, we hit 15,000 downloads. Oh my god. Incredible. Unreal. Incredible. I, I was thinking this uh, when I joined uh, as your co-host about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we were not doing these numbers. <laughs> no, we, uh, were we are lately. Um, <laughs> no, and that, change, that change is all down to you, dear listener, recommending us. 
uh, following our socials, sharing our stuff, and it means the world. It really, really does. We love each and every one of you, and we can't wait to see what 2023 brings us. We do this for ourselves. We do it for each other. And to be able to do it for you too is a real fucking privilege. We love you. We love you. Love you. Love you. (laughs) 